Hi, thank you for joining me. My name is John New. This is John 2028 Apologetics. And today's podcast is going to be on Roe versus Wade. I'm going to label this part one. I don't know if I'm going to do the part one, two, three, etc. in unison. I'll probably come back to this topic because although we all know about this court case and how it's been going, it's uh, not going anywhere anytime soon. So we're going to get more information on it. But um, I wanted to... Uh, obviously discuss about the the biblical ramifications the wrath of God that comes with this in our country and you know how our country allows this to happen and apparently that might be changing which is good news I did a video on this on my YouTube channel if you want to check it out my podcast I go a little more raw I'm going to be a little more um, aggressive with it I'm going to be a little more um <sighs> I don't want to use the word mean, but I'm not going to hold back much. Got to kind of hold back on YouTube to a certain degree. I still, I still give the truth, inspired truth. Um, but uh, I, I try to use a, uh, a linguistics that. I mean, my channel is already kind of shadow banned. I mean, I only get like a couple hundred people who watch my videos. And I'm already, you know, I've been shadow banned. I get people messaging me all the time telling me they don't get my my uh, videos. So, but, uh, so I gotta, I gotta kind of try to play by the rules to a certain degree. But I'm not gonna deny my beliefs. Just gotta be smart about it, right? But uh, on, on my podcast here, um, I'm gonna just let you know how I feel. So, we all know that, you know, what was it? 1973, the Supreme Court ruled for uh, Roe versus Wade for women to have the uh, the rights to eliminate any and all considerations pertaining to stages of pregnancy, fetal development, or emotional trauma to the mother. Um, I, I And I said this in my video, so if you've already watched my video and you're listening to this, I, I might repeat myself a little bit, so forgive me. But, you know, the, the word fetus is just Latin for small child or baby or developing baby. That's all it is. That's all it is. So when someone tries, when someone uses the word fetus, just ask them if they know any more Latin. See, what they're really doing, what they're really trying to attempt to do is to uh, dehumanize the the baby, the fetus. And Latin's a dead language. And doctors use Latin. So a Russian doctor can talk to a Chinese doctor and a Chinese doctor can talk to an American doctor and a Mexican doctor in Mexico and they can all sit there on a conference call say they're all working some serious case they can all have a conversation and use the same words in Latin and discuss what is going on with patient X and that's very important because the definitions don't change in a dead language. So it's important to keep that definition. And that definition doesn't change with uh, um, critical race theory or, or uh, the popular norms or what Twitter thinks. Okay? It sticks to the facts. And that's why it's important. So... Back, I, I didn't mean to go on a rant about the word fetus, but I just think it's, it's hilarious when these, these smug uh, liberal college students 
use that word and they think that they're um, basically saying it's like a, a bag of rocks. It's not nothing important. <laughs> they're literally calling it a, a small child or a developing child or a baby. That's what they're literally calling it. It's hilarious. Um, so, but I want you to but see there's a cause and effect to everything. Cause and effect to everything in life. That's why the scripture tells you to worship God with all your heart, all your mind. That's why the scripture tells you to read the scripture continuously. To always be in communication with God. Always be talking with God. Because there's a cause and an effect. God knows his creation. God knows that if people get into habits and people do certain things that there's going to be a certain outcome that comes with it. The more you read your scripture, the more you spend time with God, the greater your relationship is going to be. It's cause and effect. Well, what's the cause and effect of abortions? The, the Roe versus Wade. Anyone guess? Well, there was obviously shortly after the massive explosion of the sexual revolution. It started teeing up around this time. But a massive sexual revolution. And I want you to think about this. Really what it's done is it's taking away, it's allowed men to use women more for sexual gratification. Think about it real quick. Just think about it. There is no... um, There is no life-changing outcome that can occur after it, which is raising a child. So it's taken away responsibility and it's devalued the woman. It's devalued. Women who are are pro-abortion think that it has liberated them. It's done the exact opposite. It has devalued them. And it's caused them to live in sin. And it's caused them to have the Jezebel spirit. Jesus even talks about it in the New Testament. And it's caused them to rebel against God. And it's caused them to love. And I, would, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be um, out of line to use the word worship. Murder. Basically, it freed women... From slavery to their natural motherly instincts at the cost of their souls. Let's look at Isaiah 40, uh, excuse me, Isaiah 49, 15. This is the ESV. Can a woman forget her nursing child that she should have no compassion on the son of her womb? Question mark. Even these may forget, yet I will not forget you. So, the scripture here is pointing to the, the, the type of nature of a woman. The nature of a woman's heart. It's to desire and protect her children, her babies. This has hijacked. This has helped hijack. This is, there's always been abortion. There's always been abortion. In the Old Testament, um, Deborah and, and, and Judges and all the, uh, all the Orthodox Jews, all of our founding fathers in the, in, the, in the Jewish nation they fought against this type of um, barbarianism this type of evil against Malok and Baal 
and where they would literally put babies on um, a bull, a bull. So picture like a giant bull, but it's like a got more of like a human body type build. And he's sitting down. He's got his hands out, and it's made of cast iron. All right, this is this is facts here. And you'd open up his bosom, his belly, and you would stick uh, um, wood or whatever, coal, whatever, to get it in there and heat up this uh, this statue of iron and death. And the hands were shaped to where you could um, set a child, an infant, a fetus, a baby, into the hands. And it would heat up. It was so hot that it would sizzle the baby and burn it to death. So this is something that has always been in humanity. It's always been on Earth. And, but it seemed to have escaped this little segment in time in America. And that was a good thing. God blessed this, this nation and this land. We weren't perfect. Our country did a lot of, a lot of sin, no doubt. Forced slavery is a sin and it's, and it's payment should be death. According to scripture. But that's going on to the topic. I'm not here proclaiming that America was without sin at that time. I'm just simply stating for around 200 years, it was the predominant view of children and being born was a blessing in America. And we obviously had a very strong nuclear family. But as the technology advanced and how, and how this this type of uh, lifestyle got brought into our land we started to really lose that and we started to drift away from our judeo-christian roots and our land will be judged for it the scripture says that one if 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 a, if a nation or if a people he'll turn you over to your sin he'll turn you over to crazy leaders because that's what you want that's what you want. I mean, he uh, made the Jews stay in uh, the desert for 40 years because of their blasphemy and their and their uh, rebellion against God. After God did all that for them, and Moses wanted to get the Ten Commandments to come back down, they're worshiping a golden calf. So, you know, God will do... God, God's judgment is righteous, and our country will be judged for this. But... It does seem to be a shift, a good shift against Roe versus Wade. But, you know, as of right now, our ticket, we got 60 million dead, murdered babies. 60 million. 60 million. Think about that. All right, like, like how can you justify that when you got a you know, Bible verse like Jeremiah 1.5? Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet of nations. How, how can you? Do you want to hear a verse that you maybe never heard before? I know most people know, but before God, uh, God knew you before he created you in the womb. And How about this one? Check this out. So Exodus 21, 22 through 25. All right, listen to this. This is how serious God takes... This is how serious God takes a pregnant woman 
the baby inside the womb. When men strive together and hit a pregnant woman so that her children come out, but there is no harm, the one who hit her shall surely be fined, as the woman's husband shall impose on him, and he shall pay as the judges determine. So they're saying is, and this kind of goes with our laws today. Um, say you're, you're you're drunk driving and you hit a car, and the person inside is a pregnant woman, and you and you hurt her and and not the baby, or say you kill her and not the baby, you're not going to be charged with double homicide. You'll be only charged with one. But verse 23, but if there is harm, then you shall pay life for life. Eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. So if you kill a baby inside a womb, the Bible says you should be put to death. Think about that one. Go back to the book of Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. God literally lists the shed of innocent blood as an abomination. An abomination. So, yeah, it's a sin. But it's just like stealing a candy bar is a sin. They're both sins, but there's levels to these sins. And this one is called an abomination. Abomination is defined as a vile, shameful, or detestable action, condition, habit, intense aversion, or loathing detestation anything abominable anything greatly disliked or or abhorred and we see that that word is also used with homosexuality and i do think that there is some type of connection here yeah i said it i told you i don't care about if i hurt people's feelings yeah i said it i think it's all tied in all of it's tied in Remember how I said earlier about cause and effect? Cause and effect. Well, what do you think is the head leader or was the founder of Planned Parenthood, which does all the abortions? You ever heard of Margaret Singer? This is a horrible, grotesque woman, and she's at the foot of Christ and I'm sure she was tossed in Hades being waiting for her final destination in hell let me read you some of her quotes the most successful educational approach to the Negro is through a religious appeal so she's saying this is how you uh, take advantage of them of black people we do not want word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population so she doesn't want word going out. So she's admitting that that's what she wants. And the minister is the man who can straighten out the idea if it ever occurs to any of their more rebellious members. So she's saying that if you want to take it, we need to take advantage of the quote Negro. And the best way to do it is to go through the minister, attack the church, attack the leaders of the church. Think about that. Listen to what she says here. The most merciful thing that a large family does to one of its infant members is to kill it. I said a second ago about how abortion has allowed women to devalue them. 
Well, Mar Margaret Singer said the same thing. She just didn't even know it. She said this, birth control is the first important step women must take toward the goal of her freedom. So, um, sex with anybody at any time and you don't have any responsibility. It is the first step she must take to be man's equal. It is the first step they must both take toward human emancipation. And I'll read this last quote from her. Covertly invest into non-white areas. Covertly. <laughs> I guess uh, it didn't throw anybody off that 80% of all abortion clinics are in uh, neighborhoods of uh, people or non-white neighborhoods. That's not a, a bat signal. Covertly invest into non-white areas. Invest in ghetto abortion clinics. Help to raise money for free abortions in primarily non-white areas. Perhaps abortion clinics, syndicates throughout North America that primarily operate in non-white areas and receive tax support should be promoted. So what's all this mean? If Roe versus Wade gets overthrown, and it looks like it's going to, then this just puts the power into the states. That's all it does. So just like in my video, I'm telling you that you need to focus on your local government. And now you see the power of the local government. You see the power of your governor. You see the power of all that. I know DeSantos right now in Florida. I don't know what he'll do um, if if I if I base it upon my reflection of his behavior towards um, how he you know he goes step in line with conservative right leaning people. Then I'm pretty safe to assume that it's going to be illegal. So, but I th I think Oklahoma is leading the charge. And eventually it's going to be completely illegal for any circumstance besides saving life. And that, that's when people go to the, the OBGYN. They don't go to an abortion clinic. Because if you're going to have a medical procedure, then you go to the hospital. Right? <laughs> but, um... But I wanted to, the, I know you, if you listen to my podcast regularly, you know that I, I talk about all the transgenders that are in the military and, and how they're representing certain um, political stances and they're being appointed in the chief of staff and everything else. All this is related. All of it's related. You, a tree bears the fruit. What fruit is it bearing? That's for you to decide. God bless you in Jesus' name.